Coming up on today's episode, my final episode of the year 2022. Man, it's crazy how the year goes by. We got a lot to talk about today. I know I've had some time off, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize about that. Holidays were crazy for me, to say the least. But I've been watching my Dolphins. I've been stressing out just like most of you. I've been pissed off. I've been up and down just like the Dolphins have been. Listen, you guys know what I'm about, man. The same way you're feeling about this Dolphins team is the same way I'm feeling. I'm here to vent about this entire four-game losing streak. My thoughts on that. My thoughts on Tua, Mike McDaniel, who's to blame, what are my expectations. We're talking Teddy Bridgewater. We're talking the concussion. And most importantly, we're talking about this game this Sunday in New England against the Patriots. Must-win game. Playoff berth is on the freaking line. Do what you got to do. Uh, to win the fucking game all right i'm talking keys to victory i'm venting about the miami dolphins giving my score predictions and pretty much all things dolphins what better way to end the year than have a podcast here about all miami dolphins and then 2023 will be here the next episode will be in 2023 Looking forward to you guys sticking with me. Looking forward to bringing more content, more Dolphins things to talk about, and hopefully a damn Dolphins playoff game that we could talk about. Listen, we got a jam-packed episode to wrap up 2022 for you guys here today. All that coming up on the Miami Sports Vibes Podcast. Welcome to the Miami Sports Vibes Podcast. I am back and in the building better than ever. First of all, I apologize for the little brief hiatus that I had. You know, Christmas shopping, Christmas weekend, birthday weekend, now New Year's weekend. Listen, these holidays have been an absolute killer for me. Honestly, it's been quite busy to say the least. I've been trying to push out some content here and there. I did a couple, I did a a post game show for the basement so i have been locked in there did a preview show but just you know finding the time to to get everything you know having a good holiday with my family and getting here but hey we are here today breaking down some miami dolphins football and quite honestly man i wouldn't say it feels like i'm ducking from the smoke but i'm honestly not man i'm feeling the pain right with you guys a hundred percent man this miami dolphins season has been a complete freaking roller coaster especially these last four weeks i mean my god i mean just when things cannot get any freaking worse it's bad enough we're losing games ladies and gentlemen but now down our quarterback with yet another concussion it's alarming stuff man it's alarming stuff. It's just like, where do we begin? Right? Where should I begin? Where should I begin with this podcast? Should I talk about the losing streak? Should I talk about the roller coaster season? Should I get on Mike McDaniel? Should I get on Tua? Or, you know, do we talk about his concussion? I think we have to touch on a little bit of everything, man. And what I said earlier, roller coaster season is exactly what this Miami Dolphins season has been all about. I mean, you started off with a crazy high going 3-0. Tua goes down with an injury. You drop three in a row from there. Now you're 3-3. and Tua comes back. You win five in a row. Everything is great at 8-3. and Great vibes all around. I'm talking about this team as potentially a Super Bowl team. You go ahead and you get a Bradley Chubb. Elevate yourself even more. You see that this team is all in. 
And then comes the biggest stretch of the season, which we were all hyped up about, which I mentioned on this podcast, which I mentioned on the schedule preview, saying this is the this right here is that tough stretch. This is why you have to get off to a great start, which they did, because we were going to quickly find out what the Miami Dolphins were about on in these stretch of games. You talk about San Francisco, you talk about the Chargers, you talk about Buffalo and Buffalo, Green Bay at home. Even though Green Bay has not had a great season, you're going against Aaron Rodgers. And what did the Dolphins do? Back down on the roller coaster, dropping four in a row, now trying to climb back off. What do you have now? You have a lot of things. You have a team with a concussed quarterback, all right? Meaning we have to go with our backup in Teddy Bridgewater. How has Miami done on the games that two has missed? 0-3 and and bad. All right, there are certain things that can lead you to be a little bit more optimistic was, has Teddy Bridgewater had a full week of preparation in any of those starts when they were 0-3? No, Skylar Thompson did. Okay, the game that Teddy actually had a full week of prep was the Jets game. And I was at that game, and I believe it was either the first or the second play. Whatever it is, Teddy Bridgewater did not play because he was apparently spotted with a concussion, which was absolute bullshit. So you could have some optimism in the veteran quarterback, Teddy, which we'll talk about in just a second. But what else do you have? You have a team that's eight and seven that has just dropped four in a row, and their playoff hopes are in jeopardy. That makes me sick to my stomach. I'm really not trying to be a negative person out here, whatever, but I got to call it like I see it, man. This is absolutely inexcusable i don't care how good the talent is i don't care who you're going up against you cannot drop four in a row you cannot be eight and three and now be eight and seven with a roster like this you have a roster of raheem moster jeff wilson you have a roster with tyreek hill jalen waddle Mike Gesicki, even though he doesn't, get, uh, he doesn't get targeted enough. Tua, who was playing at an MVP level before, before the concussion and before the stretch of games. Teron Armstead, an all-pro offensive tackle. You got studs out here. And you're 8-7, and seven, you're dropping four in a row in a crucial stretch to have your playoff hopes in jeopardy now? That's ridiculous. A lot of this, a lot of this falls on Tua, do not get me wrong. But a lot of it falls on Mike McDaniel as well. You cannot tell me otherwise. You could talk about his ability to shy away from the running game, not be consistent. You could talk about his clock management. You could talk about his play calling. The list goes on and on, on and on where Mike McDaniel has gotten out coached. He has. He surely has. And right here, at 8-7, and seven, going into New England this Sunday, you have to win at least one of these next two games. And quite frankly, I want both of the games. I don't care who the hell's at quarterback. You cannot finish the season with just nine and eight and one extra win there. That means what? That means you go one and five throughout the last six after starting 0 and three. That's unacceptable, man. That's not what we hype this coach about. That's not what I hype this coach about over their, their good stretches. Mike McDaniel is an absolute X factor for this game on Sunday and for the rest of the season. 
You got to get to the playoff. I'm sorry. Like, listen to me. We're eight and seven on the verge of possibly being at best nine and eight. Like, we could be 10 and seven here, but let's say we just win one and lose one. Then we're nine and eight. Didn't Brian Flores get us that same damn record with less talent? With an offense that was basically bad because he didn't put two in position? That's his fault. But he didn't have no Teron Armstead. He didn't have Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. He didn't have Tyreek Hill. Crazy, right? This is why you cannot tell me coaching has nothing to do with this 8-7. and seven. You cannot tell me this is all on Tua. Now, like I said, Tua is a big, big part of us losing a lot of these games here. I think it goes hand-in-hand hand with the both of them. You can also talk about Boyer and the defense. Absolutely. It's spot on, but listen. It all comes back around. Mike McDaniel, man. Mike McDaniel has got to show us something. Not only this week, but next week as well. No matter who the hell is the quarterback. All right? Teddy Bridgewater was paid seven mil to be the backup quarterback. Why? Why do you pay that much money for a backup quarterback? Because you believe in this quarterback, you knew that a time will come where Tua might miss games due to injury. Now, concussions, you can't really predict those things. But there was always a strong possibility you might be without Tua. That is why you pay extra money for a serviceable backup in Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy is a solid backup, especially with a full week of prep under the offensive-minded guru and Mike McDaniel. He's got no excuse, man. Like, I'm sorry. People can say the excuse of Tua missing this game. Nah, man. Mike McDaniel's got to find a way to either outcoach Bill Belichick if he can, draw up a lot of different things, better play calling, whatever you got to do. This game right here, these two games, I'm looking at strictly coaching. He cannot get outcoached again. He has to, has to do whatever he takes to get this team. Quite frankly, I want 10-7 and and a playoff berth. I want 10-7 and and a playoff berth. That is what my expectation was before the season, and that is still what the expectation should be. You do not come in here and finish 1-5 in the last six games and end up 9-8 with the same record that Flores had. With less on his roster. You don't do that shit. Like that's the shit that I, I won't. I will not. I will have a salty. Salty off season. And a salty taste in my mouth. About anything having to do with Mike McDaniel after that. Like he's got a. Next season like he's got to prove. Like it's it just. It, it's going to set the bar. Really high for me to just go back on his good side. Because there's, there's a lot of problems. That I have with him. And I'm not trying to be here saying that I let two off the hook. First of all, guys, let me tell you right now. I love quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. I want him absolutely to be successful. I wish nothing but the best. At the end of the day, I'm a Dolphin fan. I want to win games. A lot of people fall where you have to be pro-Tua or anti-Tua. Like, screw that. Fuck that. I want to fucking win. That's what <laughs> you hear my frustration. I want to win. I want a quarterback that is going to make my Miami Dolphins team win. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Tua. I don't care if it's not. But whoever is suiting up, 
I'm going to root for them and ride or die with them no matter what. That being said, Tua is obviously the starter, not for this weekend, but Tua is the quarterback we have. He gives us the best chance to win, no doubt about it. His level of play, concussed or not, has been very alarming against big-time talent. He has a lot to prove, and I wish he did not get concussed because these two games, to me, they were on Mike McDaniel and Tua. Like I wanted to see how Tua is able to perform when the lights are bright because the lights have been bright for the last couple weeks, and he's failed to come through. Yes, you had a good game in Buffalo. Don't get me wrong. Okay, cool. But the Green Bay, yes, he's concussed. You look at it now, but listen, Tua has, the reality is, in big-time games, Tua has not shown up to ball and shut people the hell up. He had an opportunity his rookie year in Buffalo, got smacked, okay? Rookie year, that's your excuse, right? But next game, big-time game, must win, Tennessee, at Tennessee last year. What happened? The game plan, couldn't hold on to the ball, blah, blah, blah. All right, second year, right? Bad offensive line, Flores, whatever. Next big game. Hey, San Francisco, you want to say that's not a big game? Fine. I could guarantee you the next one was. Sunday night against the Chargers, where possibly tiebreaker is going to be at the end. Everyone's comparing Tua to Herbert. You know the deal. Sunday night football, bright lights. What did Tua do? Nothing. Christmas Day. World is watching, man. World is watching. You had a 20 to 10 lead. And what did you do? Three interceptions back to back to back. And you're the reason why we lost the game. That's just the reality. Leaving the concussion out of it, that is the reality of what happened. So I was like, okay, 8-7, and seven, you want to finish 10-7. and seven. These are high-pressure games. Must win against New England. Must win against New York. And then playoff game and hopefully a playoff win. Those three weeks right there, I was assuming we were going to get to the playoffs. Those three weeks would have told me pretty much everything I needed to know about Tua. But because of the concussion, you know, prayers out to him. Hope he gets well. It has now changed things. And that is a tough, tough place to be a Dolphin fan because you don't get that full evaluation. You're left with an unknown. You're left to, hey, I guess next year we go with Tua again and try this whole thing all over again. And it's just, we just want answers as a fan base of who our quarterback is, who our quarterback could be, what our quarterback is capable of, yada, 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 you name it, because of the roster you have in place. Bradley Chubb, Xavier Howard, Tyreek Hill, Teron Armstead, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson. The team is so damn talented. You know, so damn talented that if you had a quarterback, a beast of a quarterback, you'd win the Super Bowl. But even with a Tua, you can win if you have a defense that's giving you the defense that they played with under Byron Flores. But quite frankly, we don't have that. Now, obviously, we need to get a new defensive coordinator. But then it's not also just Tua's play. It's Tua's durability, man. Tua's durability is an issue that is going to seem to be a problem. All right? Yeah, concussions might not be this or not be like an injury. But listen, Tua gets banged up. That's why you pay that money for Teddy Bridgewater. Like, it sucks that we're going game to game where it's like, yeah, if Tua gets if Tua stays healthy, if Tua like yo, we need some clarity here. We need somebody certain, especially in the most important position on the field at quarterback. 
listen, that's my rant about everything that's going on. But let's talk about this game on Sunday, okay? This is a must-win game. This game is in New England, all right? Patriots are favored by two and a half in New England. You know, I'm pretty sure we were favored before the concussion for Tua, but now we are the underdogs, and we have a tough, tough physical Patriots team to go up against so obviously like I talked about Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the starting quarterback he is a serviceable backup he can get it done he is a veteran he's played in two games this season okay two games I mean he played a couple snaps in four total games but he basically played two games when he came in in relief in Cincinnati where he threw for 193 yards fed Tyreek Hill the ball a shitload by the way and then came in off the bench when Skyler went down against the Vikings, his former team, where he actually had 329 passing yards, which was a pretty solid game for Teddy Bridgewater. Don't get me don't get me wrong. Like he had a good ass game, but that was another game where he fed Tyreek Hill the ball like crazy. I expect that to be the same against New England. So in case you didn't know, Tyreek Hill with Teddy Bridgewater under center against the Vikings, he had 12 catches for 177 yards. And the game with Bridgewater under center against the Bengals, Tyreek had 10 catches for 160 yards. So backup quarterback, what they're going to do is throw to their most reliable target and their superstar a lot. They are typically probably going to force feed Tyreek Hill. And Teddy Bridgewater has done done that. I expect that to be... Uh, part of the game plan on Sunday. I think in a must-win game, these are when your t- your big-time players make big-time plays and big-time games, and Tyreek Hill is going to be ready to ball. I mean, he's already been talking about it to the media. In Tyreek Hill fashion, talking to shit, saying no matter who's that quarterback, he can ball out. You absolutely love to see that. So we're playing a Patriots team that's in the hunt, that's fighting for our playoff spot. So just as important as this game is for the Miami Dolphins, it is equally important for the New England Patriots season, okay? Now, this is the second time we're playing the Patriots. First time was with Tua. We won the game at home 20-7. to Now, that game was awesome first half, really, really good first half, but the second half was a complete, complete drop-off, okay? Complete drop-off that hopefully... We don't see any drop-offs this Sunday, but we're going to need the Dolphins' best game best game on Sunday. Tyreek Hill finished with eight catches for 94 yards in the first meeting against New England. Jalen Waddle had four catches for 69 yards, including one 42-yard touchdown on opening day. Um, so, yeah, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill have had success this season, a little bit of last season, too, with Jalen Waddle against the New England Patriots. But you're playing a physical New England Patriots team that scares the heck out of me. You're playing a New England Patriots team who is second in the NFL in sacks with 50 behind only the Philadelphia Eagles. Their pass rush is no joke, especially Judon. You cannot miss him on the field. The dude has red sleeves. He's intimidating as hell. He plays that psych factor by having those red sleeves where you know where he's at at all times, and he does not give a shit because he's coming for the kill. All right? So we're going to have our hands full with that. You're going against a New England Patriots team that's eighth in the league in defense, okay? Well, eighth in the league in turnovers. Let me, let me start with that first. Eighth in the league in turnovers, all right? I mean, listen, I'm telling you, this team is no joke. 16 interceptions, nine fumbles forced, 25 total takeaways, 25. That's, that's the, in the top 10. That's in the top 10. They're also, like I said, top 10 in the league in defense. They can stop the run. They can stop the pass. 
and they can bring pressure to the quarterback. They're an all-around defense, all-around defense pretty much. Um, the first meeting, though, uh, first of all, first meeting, Judon, let me just throw this out there. He had five total tackles, he had a sack, and he had four quarterback hits. The dude is who to watch for. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. That is the one player on this Patriots team that honestly scares the hell out of me. It's absolutely him, okay? No doubt about it. Uh, Damian Harris, I'm not sure if he'll play, but he did have a solid game, and he has killed Miami in the past, so that'll be the second player that I'm probably worried you know, the most about. Mac Jones, I have not worried about Mac Jones at all. Um, but yeah, we're going to have our hands full. Let's just say. So let me talk about our keys to the game. Keys to the game are pretty much simple, man. My number one key to the game is Mike McDaniel and coaching. Like I mentioned earlier, Mike McDaniel has to find a way to set up a very, very strategic game plan. Maybe have a couple tricks up under his sleeve. And he's got to outcoach Bill Belichick. He cannot afford to get outcoached by Bill Belichick and a Mac Jones quarterback-driven team. He cannot make that happen. You want to win this game? It's on Mike McDaniel. Number two, second key to victory, Tyreek fucking Hill. Tyreek Hill has been a stud all damn season. Tyreek Hill has had multiple 100-yard games with Teddy Bridgewater under center. This is a must-win game. Tyreek Hill was bought here to bring us to the playoffs. He has balled his ass off. You know he's going to demand the ball from a backup quarterback. I expect him to ball the fuck out, and I think he will. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past me, but that is what you're going to need to have a chance to even win this game. Tyreek Hill with a masterful performance, and that might not even be enough. But in order to have a chance, this is when your big-time players, like I said earlier, big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. Tyreek Hill needs to have a master game. And this is in no particular order when I say these three keys to victory. So that's key number two. Key number three, defense, defense, defense. Defense has played terrible against the pass. They have been solid against the run, but terrible against the pass. Not able to sack the quarterback enough for my liking. I don't care about how the pressure is coming in, and we're so close. But listen, we're not getting to the quarterback. Bring pressure to Mac Jones and force a takeaway. I need multiple takeaways this game, whether it's a fumble, whether it's an interception, whether it's a mixture of both. Two takeaways by this Dolphins defense, that is a key to victory. Mac Jones is capable of throwing the ball right into the defender's hands and getting an interception. Mac Jones is capable of fumbling the football once he gets pressure and he gets sacked. Do what you got to do. Make it hard for this bum in Mac Jones. And if your defense could spot you a touchdown, whether it's a pick six or a fumble recovery for a touchdown, that is absolute icing in the cake. Those three things happen, and we will have a Miami Dolphins victory. And this Dolphins team will not only snap a losing streak, They'll improve to 9-7 and seven and most likely would be on the driver's seat, depending on what goes down in that Jets and Seattle game, to get into the playoffs. But let's assume the Jets beat the Seattle Seahawks. Remember, if the Jets beat the Seahawks and we beat the Patriots, we still do not clinch a playoff spot because that'll leave it up to the final week of the regular season where it's Jets, Dolphins in Miami, and the winner gets the playoff spot at that point. That is a topic for next week, though. Let's not think ahead, okay? Let's root for this Dolphins team. Let's all get behind Teddy Bridgewater. 
Let's understand that this quarterback has not had a full week of preparation in the times that he's came in the season. So do not judge him on that. Judge him on this week only. It's a clean slate. He has a full week of preparation. The dude is a serviceable backup. He's, a, he's been a former starter in this league. He can get it done. He's fed Tyreek Hill a lot in his games this season. Let's believe in the kid. Let's rally in the kid. Let, let's see what this Dolphins team got, all right? And then go freaking Seahawks. Make sure you're rooting for the Seahawks. Great way about the NFL schedule is that they make pretty much a whole bunch of games really, really must-see TV in the final week. And I love the fact that the Dolphins play the Patriots at 1 o'clock and the Jets do not play until 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So Jets fans will be watching our game. We'll be watching theirs. We're in for a hell of a New Year's weekend. That's all I have for you guys. Those are my keys to victory. That's my little venting session. Faith, though. Faith, faith, faith. I feel like that has to get touched on, right? Somebody as optimistic as me, where is my faith in this Dolphins team? I'm going to tell you right now, my faith took a huge drop-off after Tua's performance. Um, But just like any fan, you know, once things settle in and you stop to get pissed off, you start to have a little bit of belief in it again. The faith went up a little bit, but I wouldn't say it's entirely what it was before our Packers game, to be honest with you. It's taken a huge drop off. I'm questioning Mike McDaniel a lot, as you heard on the pod. I'm questioning this Dolphins defense. I'm questioning Josh Boyer. I'm questioning Teron Armstead's health. I I know he has another issue uh, lined up. What was it exact? Can't remember off the top of my head, but there's another injury that he has. He's questionable to play. Tyreek Hill's been, you know, Tyreek Hill's been the only guy that I'm just like, wow, thank God you're a Miami Dolphin. Like, you are the fucking man. That is the only guy that I can sit here and say, every freaking week has bought me nothing, nothing but appreciation and joy to be a fan and to watch number 10 ball out. Tyreek Hill's a fucking stud. <laughs> He's the only one. So, Faith is at, is at a minimal, man, but I'm not giving up, man. It's my ride or die. It's Dolphins no matter what. It's Dolphins for life. Rooting for my team no matter who's the damn quarterback. Not losing faith till the wheels fall off, baby. Miami Dolphins number one. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how this game goes. Let me go with score prediction, right? Score prediction. So you got the, the Patriots are favorite minus two and a half. Should I do a little reverse jinx since I've been picking the Dolphins to win all these freaking games? Nah, man. Nah, man. I'm not going to do that. But listen, let's go for predictions. I got our Miami Dolphins winning this game. Going back to the well. Going back to what my heart is saying. Listening to my heart here. I got the Dolphins winning this game. Think it's going to be a physical game, like I said. Do those three things happen? That remains to be seen. But I'm going to go with a 20-17 to 17 Miami Dolphins win in Foxborough. The Jets and Seahawks game, I think the Jets win that game. And I think we're going to be here for a winner-take-all situation in Miami. And man, I don't care how good that Jets defense is. You do not go 0-2 against the New York freaking Jets. Flores didn't do that shit even with a shitty offense. Mike McDaniel, you don't do that. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm on Mike McDaniel's ass, and rightfully so, all right? Tua and Mike McDaniel deserve all the damn smoke. And like I said earlier, if you thought I'm way too, like, giving Tua a pass, 
please go watch the post-game stream on the Basement Sports Network after the Packers-Dolphins game because I get onto his ass and, and keep it 100. <laughs> keep it 100. We all did on the show. So this right here, I just had a lot of vent. I had to get a lot of stuff off my chest because I think I let Mike McDaniel off the hook on the post-game stream. So went back in his ass today. But listen, positive vibes. Let's, let's end it off on a positive note, okay? I got the Miami Dolphins winning this game 20-17 to and proving to 9-7. and Mike McDaniel better be, better be ready. Tyreek Hill, I think he's going to ball. I think Teddy can do it, man. If you tell me right now who's the better quarterback, Teddy versus Mac Jones, it's Teddy freaking Bridgewater. I believe in him. I think he can get it done. I've seen him ball out before. I'm not expecting a 400 passing yard game, but I believe he's serviceable enough to go ahead to Foxborough and do enough to win this game. Must win game. You cannot drop five in a row. Please, please, please. Huge game. Playoff type of game. Dolphins, Patriots. Yet again, remember, I say Dolphins win. 20 to 17 guys as rough as it's been watching this damn team i know you're losing faith but at the end of the day just embrace the situation all right wear your aqua and orange sunday support the game whether you're at the game whether you're at home ride or die for this team man we've been through so much bad and so much pain that it's it's fine like we're used to this shit Let's just hope and pray for the best. Let's ride for our team till the wheels fall off. Ladies and gentlemen, go Dolphins. Hope we win. Fins up. Happy New Year, y'all. All right, so that's a wrap for this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for making me a part of your day. Thank you so much for being patient and still rocking with me listening to these podcasts, even though I took some time off. Appreciate you guys tuning in. It means the world to me. Happy New Year, first of all, to everybody. I hope this new year brings you all happiness, great health, and plenty of opportunities for you guys going forward, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, shout out and prayers to your family. Wish them all the same as well, all your families, and to our Miami Dolphins. Hopefully a playoff berth is what we will be watching, what we'll be seeing uh, um, on in this new year in 2023. Hopefully 2023 is a better year than 2022. Once again, guys, happy new year. Thanks so much for supporting me and listening to this podcast. And last but not least, thanks for listening to the Miami Sports Vibes Podcast with Nando Diaz. Peace out, 2022.